12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Hey there everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing alright. So today, of course, since I started season 5, we're doing two episodes per episode. So today we are going to be focusing on season 5, episode 6, Rick Moves Out, and season 7, Man to Man. So, let's first of all focus on episode 6 of season 5, Rick Moves Out. It's got a 7.8 rating out of 10 based on 20 ratings. In this episode, Rick moves into the guest house for some privacy, but that's easier said than done when friends and strangers consider it home away from home. Strangers, really. Oh boy. Uh, Director Stephen Robman. We got writers David W. Duclown, the creator. We got Levitt. Uh, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, written by George Tricker and Neil Rosen, creators Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, oh, and of course, we can't forget Ron Levitt's also a creator, along with David Duclon, David W. Duclon. No trivia. Apparently there's a soundtrack, there's a song, Tobacco Road, written by John D. Loudermilk, performed by David Lee Roth. Okay, I've noticed that, yeah, in the later half of season four, and even this season, they put some music in there. Not hardly anything, but just enough. All right, of course, there's never any trivia. This episode aired on October 20th, 1986, so we are more than... Halfway done with the year 1986. Alright, so before I get into Rick Moves Out, I want to let you know how you can find the podcast on social media. Go to Facebook. Just type in Silver Spoons Podcast. So together we're going to find our way an unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast will pop up in the search bar. Also, Instagram, Silver Spoons Podcast. And Twitter at Punky Power PB Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast. Also, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about your original Silver Spoons memories or just your memories of the show, watching it in reruns like I did growing up. 
Also, ways to listen. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and possibly Google Play. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. I'm re- I'm interested to see. We clearly know this guest house that he's going to be staying in is not going to last past this episode because clearly it's going to get too much. His dad's going to be like, Rick, you haven't made it to school on, a, on time at all since you've been out there. People keep coming and going like your place is a motel open all hours. So you're moving back into your room because mind you, he is still 16 unless he turns 17 and we didn't know it because he just turned... 16 at the end of its season. I keep wanting to say six because there is no season six. It ends at the end of season five. But no, at the end of season four, he turns 16. So I think it's just because it's, you know, Edward owns the guest house. It's on his property. So he's like, sure, son, you want more privacy? Have at it. And of course, as you all know, I don't watch the episodes prior to the podcast. I watch it and you listen along with me. I make comments. I go through the scenes. I make predictions on what I think is going to happen in the next scene and usually 99% of the time I am wrong. So it seems like, you know, we only get a shot of Rick's room like every like five episodes. His room looks like the biggest giantest pit of nastiness let's let's take a look at this room shall we all right so we got a stereo set up to the left of the bed we got clothes on the floor we have a table with more clothes he's got a guitar he's got a long weighted barbell just leaning against a wall i don't know how much weight is on it we see his bathroom door is open i don't even want to know what's in there. He's also got one of those things, those punching, like, it's a punching, like, thing where you, boom, you punch it, and it's connected to, like, a spring, and it, like, pops back up. He's also got skis that are just leaning against a wall. His footboard and headboard look like white pipes. (laughs) Of course, we hear, like, some rock music, which is weird because, uh... He's got a unicycle? Oh my god, guys, look on the... You know where the uh, the bay window is? Quinny, what are you doing? But anyway, where the bay window is... Rem- this bag has been there since season one, episode two. It's a red bag with rainbow colors, and I swear on on my podcasting self that Punky Brewster had the same type of bag when uh, the two-part episode, Henry Falls in Love, parts one and two, she was using that as her I'm running away bag. He's also got a skateboard and a hockey stick with uh, clothes on it. I just, what is that? Oh, that must be his weight bench that's leaning against the wall with the the uh, the weight leaning against. Oh my god, barbell set. See, Rick, I'm. Is this a towel? Is the shorts? I'm trying to find out because he's shirtless. Because we need shirtless scenes of Rick. Teenager me 
demands it. He's wearing a towel. I repeat, Rick Stratton is wearing just a towel. Bring it into a hairdryer. Guys use hair dryers? I mean, unless you're Jessica Sub, I, I guess. Oh, yay, we get to see more of his just clothes flung all over the place. I'm sure Edward's gonna come in there or Kate scream at him to turn the music down because it's so loud and just look at them like, the heck, Rick? He's 16. I get it, 16 year old kids can be, you know, pigs. So I'm. I'm almost 38, and I tend to throw my clothes on the floor sometimes, but I'm married, so I can't, like, go completely Rick Stratton where everything's everywhere. Someone's knocking on that door, probably telling them to knock it. Shut that dang music off, boy. Oh, he's got a framed, like, 10 by whatever size photo of the police. He's got a couple framed photos on the wall of red Corvette cars or Porsches. Por I hate just Porsche. I refuse to say Porsche. Only Porsche. Someone is banging on that. Who's coming? Okay, I think it's Edward. Do you think it's Edward or do you think it's Kate? I think it's Edward. Yes, it is. Like, Rick, you're 16 years old. Aren't you a little too old to be jumping on your bed? Edward's like, Hello? It's like, you're gonna have to either turn off that music or scream at the top of your lungs. Because your kid is, in his mind, he's on a stage just singing his heart out for a billion fans. Actually, he already did that, didn't he? <laughs> in the episode Rick Sings in season four. Edward, like, cups his hands around his mouth. He's like, hello! And, of course, he's grabbing his side because he probably busted a gut or a hernia or something. Edward's like 42, 43. Apparently he can't shout without, like, wincing in pain. Like, I think I pulled a muscle. I got a cramp. Hello? 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 Dad, what are you doing here? I live here, yeah, remember? Really? Right down the hall. Well, Dad, come on. I wish you'd knock before you come in. I did knock. Long and hard and loud. Well, I didn't hear you, Dad. Well, I'm not spies. You go deaf listening to that kind of music. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, right. Well, I wasn't. Oh, come on, Dad. David Lee Roth is very, very in. He's also very, very loud. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. Turn down the volume and no more screaming into the hairdryer. Come on, Dad, think way back. Come on, didn't you ever sing along to music? Not into a hairdryer. <laughs> and any guy who did kept it a secret. <laughs> Son, would you do me a favor and straighten up the room? It drives Kate crazy, huh? Dad, if it's my room, why can't I have it the way I want? Because when you live in our home, there are certain rules. Now, get a rake and clean up this room. <laughs> now oh my gosh you're gonna walk right and see him naked <laughs> yes of course rick's like oh dad i didn't even hear you knock why didn't you knock he's like i did knock loud and hard and and long it's like 
And Rick's like, what? You never listened to Music Loud or sang into a microphone? It's like, no, I never did that. Never, never. Of course, Edward's like, hey, why don't you clean up this room? And Rick's like, why can't I just have the room like I like it since it's my room? I thought Edward was going to say, look, when you start paying rent, you can do whatever you want. But he's like, no, this is our house, as in Kate's and I, and you live here. You're going to have to just, she, of course, Kate, you know, gets, takes care of his laundry, puts it away, all that stuff. And I was like, get a rake, clean this up. So Rick goes into the bathroom. Mind you, remember I said he's only wearing a towel. Tosses the towel. Now he's completely naked. We don't see it, of course. Kate comes in with a bunch of towels. She's folded his towels, of course. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to see him naked. And she surely does. And the towel's just like, ah! And he's like, yeah! <laughs> uh, that's going to be traumatizing for both of them. So now Edward and Kate are on the couch. That is such an... I love that living room. I love... That couch looks so comfy. And the, ch- the matching chair, the upholstery matches the couch. It's beautiful. But anyway... Rick is kind of prancing back and forth, you know, pacing, just like, I have no privacy, Kate keeps coming into my room, and it's like, clearly there was going to get to be a point where she's going to come in and he's going to be sans clothes, because he's got a shower in his, how many kids can say growing up that they had their own personal bathroom with a shower just off the room? Yeah, I'd say not many. I can't believe what goes on here. I get no privacy at all. Look, the next time I take a shower, I'll let you guys know you can sell tickets. Really? Rick, I think you're overreacting. No, I'm not, Dad. You wouldn't like it if Kate walked in on you in your birthday suit. What? <laughs> if husband and wife wouldn't mind it. Would you? Yeah, Absolutely I wouldn't mind. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dad, it was humiliating. Rick, I didn't see anything. Oh, that's humiliating, too. I mean, those things happen. It's all part of being a family. Well, Kate, it shouldn't happen. I don't go barging into your room. What? I didn't barge in. I mean, the door was open. I was just trying to pick up a little. Kate, I like my things where I throw them. Rick. Dad, I think it's time for a change. What kind of a change? Dad, Kate, I'm moving out. You're what do you mean moving you out? You're only out. 16. Yeah, you're too young to go out on your own. There's a lot of trouble you can get into. Without half trying, muggers and robbers. Be crazies. It's too rough out there, son. Out where, Dad? I just want to move into the guest house. That we just now notice you got. Our guest house? You mean out back? Yes. Look, my loud music wouldn't bother you. You don't, you don't have to look at my messy room, Kate. Oh, he's got a point. <laughs> If you're out there and we're in here, we're no longer a family. That's not true, Dad. It's only 30 steps away. I counted. Look, I'll visit whenever I smell food. (laughs) What about your curfew? What about study hours? What about letting us know where you are all the time? Dad, I can still do that. But living alone, you know, it's such a big step. Are you sure you can handle it? Absolutely, Kate. Come on, Dad. It's only out back. What do you think, Edward? It's in the backyard, right? Well, I guess we could try it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm going to go start moving right now. I'll help you. Dad, 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 if I'm old enough to have my own place, I'm old enough to handle the move by myself. 
So Rick is going a little uh, exasperated. Like, oh, the next time I take a shower, I'll let you guys know and you can sell tickets. And then with Edward, Rick is totally overreacting. He's totally being a teenager, even though he is a teenager. So Rick's like, no, I'm not, Dad. You wouldn't like it if Kate walked in on you in your birthday suit. It's like... I'm sure they see each other naked all the time. It doesn't even face them anymore. Even Edward's like, no, it wouldn't bother me at all. In fact, I prefer it. <laughs> oh, God. Grin on Edward's face because Kate is right there and she is grinning right along with him. Like, okay, guys, calm down. Calm down. So Rick's trying to get Edward to see from his point of view as a teenage teenager having his stepmom walk in on him. And he's like, Dad, it was totally humiliating. And Kate's like, you know, Rick, I didn't even see anything. And of course, he's like, oh. it's like, okay, she's not implying Rick is small. But like, dude, it's, come on. She was putting away towel while trying. And, and she kind of chucks it up. It's like, you know, those things happen. It's all part of, you know, being a family. You're bound to, but I honestly think that really he is getting a bit I mean I know she loves to like fold his clothes do his laundry put his towels away in his room and all that good stuff because she's being a great stepmother but at some point in time he should have been doing laundry on his own he should have been taking his own you know honestly he he really should have been doing that and is this like the morning that he's showering or is it the middle of the afternoon? Who showers in the middle of the afternoon unless they've been doing something beforehand? Yeah, exactly. I shower at night because I want to be smelling fresh when I go to sleep. That way I'm ready to start my day. I don't got to start it with a shower because I've already done that. And then I'm, I'm resting so it's not like I'm going out and like running through mud puddles and rolling around in the grass or working or whatever. So I'm not getting, you know, dirty. He's say, like, well, it shouldn't happen, Kate. I don't go barging into your room, which is also his father's room. She's like, well, I didn't barge in. Edward probably left the door open when he left. And she's just like, oh, I got these towels here. I already folded them. Want to put them away? And she's like, I'm just trying to, you know, pick up a little. And he's like, well, Kate, I like my things where I throw them. If I were Edward, like, yeah, about that. How old? You're 17? Oh, you're 16? Okay. And he should have said, you live in our house. You are not going to live like this. You want to live like this? Great. But you're going to be charging. I'm going to charge you rent. This is unacceptable. So Rick... Rick's like, you know, Dad, I think it's time for a change. As he's like, I want to move out. And they're thinking he means move out of the house, move away. He already did that. Remember growing up, growing pains, growing part one and two from season three where he wanted to be treated not like a child. And that's why he left and he got a crap apartment or hotel room or motel room or whatever. But they're like, hey, you wouldn't be able to survive out there. You're 16 years old. There's, you know, robbers and muggers and rapists and other things out there. Crazies, as Kate calls people that are mentally imbalanced. I don't know. But he's like, no, I'm not talking about, like, moving, moving away from home. I'm just talking about the backyard into the guest house. And Edward's like, my guest house? And it's like, yeah, but 
I see where Edward and Kate are coming from. It's like, well, then we're not going to really be a family. You know, what about your schoolwork? What about your curfew? That's another thing. What about, you know, meals? She's like, oh, yeah, I'll be here whenever I smell food. Muggers and robbers, aren't those pretty much the same thing? I get mongers like on when you're on the street, robbers are like someone's gonna he's sixteen years old. What are they gonna take? His records, his stereo, his underwear, his wallet? Guess how I guess is like practically in their backyard, thirty steps away. Of course, here's what Rick is saying how Edward and Kate can benefit from him moving out of the guest house. Like, hey, my loud music won't bother you. Like, really, what about your neighbors? You don't think that loud music isn't going to bug them? And he's like, oh, Kate, and plus, you won't have to worry about my messy room. Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be great lugging your laundry 30 steps from your sleeping area to the house. Edward's just thinking about the family togetherness. Like, if you're out there, we're in here. We're not really a family. It's like you're going to be, it's almost like you're going to be out on your own in a way, even though you're just 30 steps from the house. Another thing, he's like, what about you letting us know where you are all the time? Well, I'm sure if he leaves the property, I'm sure he can stop by the house and say, Dad, I'm going out, even though I don't have my own car. Bye. Kate's thinking, you know, this is a big step, you living alone. Are you sure you're up for it? Can you handle this? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, sure. Hey, at least Uncle Phil had the right to charge Carlton and Will to stay in the pool house. That could be another thing to teach Rick about responsibility. I'm sure he doesn't work at chicken on a string anymore. So they agreed to give it a try, and Rick is just ready to, like, I'll get my stuff! And, of course, Edward's like, I'm gonna help you. So... Rick puts a hand on Edward's shoulder and like, Dad, please. If I'm old enough to have my own place, I'm old enough to handle the move by myself. Oh, I want to what exact... Because they would not just build a set for an episode. This had to have been... You want to know what this makes me think of? Remember the episode... I can't remember what season it would have been. Season two or... Th- it had to have been three because... El- was Alfonso around for that? I don't know. Anyway, remember the cabin that they went to? Not the, um, not the, whatever that one episode I rated like one star. Not, not that one. No, it's the one where Kate, Rick, Edward, and Dexter all go to a cabin kind of like, they drag Dexter along. He's not about it. And you know where they, you know, they encounter a bear. That's what this set looks like because the interior is made of like what this is like got to be the set they use for when they do like rustic cabin type episodes. I wouldn't be surprised if they use this for the final episode when Rick and his friends and Kate and Edward all end up at that um, cabin retreat thing the very last episode of the show but they got a couch for him they got moving but they got a refrigerator but then again it is a guest house that's probably already been set up like that it's got a fireplace kate's got rick's car what is that a is that a car picture with like a half-naked woman draped over the top of it Oh, the barbell set. Yeah, gotta bring that stuff in. <sighs> when does he ever use that? Apparently, Edward is just like... I mean, I don't know how heavy that barbell set is. I mean, if Edward can barely lift it without, like, messing up his back, what's a 16-year-old boy 
gonna be able to lift all that. I'm so glad you decided to handle this move by yourself. Thanks for the help, Dad. Just put them in the corner, okay? Okay. I think I'll just stay here until my body returns its original shape. How does that look, huh? Looks pretty good. Not her butt, dude. The picture. I mean the picture. That is a girl with a tank well, top and so great living here on my own. By the way, I hooked up this uh, intercom, right? Oh, that's wild. Dad, what do I need an intercom for? Oh, so you can talk to us whenever you want. Well, I'll just walk over. It's only 30 steps, Kate. When we want to talk to you. Yes. Well, then you can walk over. What about your privacy? How does this thing work? <laughs> All you have to do is push this button when you want us, and we buzz when we want you. Fine. <laughs> okay, then, guys, I guess that just about does it, huh? Yeah, yeah. it pretty good. Yeah, it does. Well, I can't wait to be alone. I bet. Oh, <laughs> remember, if there's anything you need, just buzz. I will, Kate. Well, son, I guess it's goodbye. Dad, I'm not leaving the country. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even leaving the yard. picture of a red Corvette with a lady in like a white tank top sprawled across, uh, along the top of it with the tight tight shorts that Kate was hanging up for Rick he's got so much stuff in boxes so they do explain the intercom to Rick like hey if we want to get a hold of you we can do that through the intercom if you want to get a hold of us he's like I'm right in the backyard, 30 steps away. And, he, and Edward's like, well, what about your privacy? He's like, okay, tell me how this intercom works. <laughs> so this farewell that Edward does, it's like you'd think you were sending Rick off to co college after helping him unpack do, you know, his dorm room and everything. It's like, but however, I mean, I'm sure Edward and Kate must like the privacy for themselves. I know what Rick does as soon as he slams that door shut. He goes over, turns on the stereo, gets a soda, and shakes it up and sprays it. What is this, a beer commercial? I don't even think they have beer commercials anymore. It's just things like, oh, I'm in a I'm in college, I'm in a frat, I'm gonna do spray pop and whatever all over the- No, you're not. Oh, that didn't take long, did it? <laughs> Edward, you missed your kid already? He goes over and is like, yes. And Edward's like, we're over here now. It's like, yeah, I kind of gathered that when I slammed the door and you left. And Rick's like, I know, Dad. And he's like, how are things over there? It's like, Dad, you've only been gone less than five minutes. God. Yes, Dad, it's fine. It's so nice to hear your voice again. Ugh. It's like, bye, Rick. Bye, Dad. And he and Kate are like, we love you. Like, oh, God. It's going to be when he leaves for college or if he goes out of state to go to college. Oh, my gosh. He's like, thank you. Just rolls his eyes. Like, ugh. They're having 
can say, I bet it's Alfonso. It's got to be Alfonso or Brad, right? Because I don't think it'd be Edward or Kate. You guys are just on the intercom. Kevin from Mr. Belvedere. What in the what? <laughs> what is he doing? I think he plays like someone named Frankie, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Shy Kevin from Mr. Belvedere? Hanging out with Rick Stratton? Oh my, no. His name is Frankie, I think. So we got Alfonso. We got Eyeball Chambers from Stand By Me. I don't know his real name. I don't even know his Huey, Huey, whatever his stupid, I don't know what his name is. They're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. You have your own place? They're like, oh man, your own digs at 16. I mean, wow. They're all envious. You know they are. Like, hey, you don't even have to be under your parents' roof anymore. You can do what you want. Yes. We're over here now. <laughs> I know, Dad. How are things over there? So far, so good. You sure? I'm positive, Dad. Everything's fine. It's so nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> Bye, Dad. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. Hey, you weren't putting this on. All right, Rick. Wow, this is really rad. Pretty nice, huh? Nice. This is beyond nice. You've broken new ground here. Your own digs at 16. Wow. Your own entrance. You'll make the Teenagers Hall of Fame. Guys, it's not that big a deal. Come on. Yeah, right. Are you kidding? Even Sean Penn didn't move out of his parents' house until he married Madonna. Well, Madonna had her own place when she was five. I heard that. It'll be great. No one telling me what to do. I can't get over this. You really pulled it off on your own. No parents looking over your shoulder. No one watching your every move. No one bugging you. Yet. There we go. Yeah. What was that? What, what, what was what? That, that, that buzzing sound. This is really weird, man. This is exactly how Poltergeist started. Oh, for heaven's sake. It didn't... It's coming from, from over there. Just get the intercom. Oh, you guys mean the, the intercom. <laughs> yes. Rick, are you there? I'm here, Kate. Speak up. I'm here. I, I'm making some cocoa. Do you want some? No, thank you, Kate. Okay, uh, you got enough blankets? Kate, I'm fine. Uh, towels? Toilet paper? Kate, I don't need anything, okay? I'll speak to you tomorrow. Okay, good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. We love you. Oh, for We love you too, Rick. <laughs> you want a marshmallow in your cocoa? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Come on, guys. It's no way to treat our good buddy. A guy who's who's always there when we need him. Frankie, whatever you want, the answer is no. All right, look, just hear me out. See, uh, I've been dating this girl, Melissa. A real knockout. Oh, they want someone to, uh... I met her. So what does that have to do with me? Well, uh, we've been dating a while, but we've never been alone together, if you know what I mean. And I thought, uh, maybe tomorrow night you'd let me, uh, 
bring Melissa over here? Ew! Oh, that's a terrific idea, right? No, no. Can I bring a girl over the next no. night, Rick? No! Wait, you don't have a girl. Not now, but with this place, it shouldn't take long. Hey, well, I got a girl. Kind of. <laughs> Look, guys, I didn't move out here just so you could bring girls over, okay? Oh. I am disappointed in you, Rick. Do you think I'd come over here without bringing someone for you? What do you mean? I mean, Melissa has a friend. A friend? Uh-huh. Her name is Candy. Oh, huh? come on! Huh? Candy. <laughs> and this candy won't give you any cavities. Okay, uh -huh. I'm So what do you say? I'll bring them over at 7.30? Well, I won't be back till late. I have a science club meeting. Oh, well, that's okay. Uh, why don't you give me the key and no! we'll wait for you? No! Frankie, I don't know. Uh, no! Think about candy, huh? <sighs> Rick's friends are all impressed. Like, oh my gosh, you have your own pad. That's awesome. Of course, they start hearing this buzzing sound. And Rick's like, oh, I don't know what that sound is. It's like, oh, this sound? You mean the intercom? So he goes over there. And Kate, of course, like, oh, I'm making hot cocoa. Do you want marshmallows? And he's like, no, good night, Kate. I don't want hot chocolate or marshmallows, any of that. And, of course, Edward is there, too. So they're like, we love you. And, of course, Alphonse is like, we love you, too, Rick. <laughs> they're really ribbing him. They're just like, oh, my gosh, this guy's got his own place, but he's still got a list here from his parents like so of course Frankie and it's so weird because I'm used to seeing Rob Stone play Kevin Owens the shy 18 year old 17 18 year old of Mr. Belvedere so he's like oh I've been going out with this girl I already forgot her name um and we haven't had a chance to be quote unquote alone yet so they basically want to use Rick's place as a place to get down and get funky with the girlfriends. Well, Frankie does anyway. And Rick's like, no, you're, I, I didn't move out here just so you can go bring your girlfriends over and do God knows what in my bed. In his bed! Can you imagine? I wouldn't want my friends bringing their significant others to do God knows what in my bed. That's nasty! That's just nasty. So... I almost called him Rob. <laughs> Frankie tries to sweeten the deal, like, oh, you know, my friend, my, my girl's got a friend named Can Candy, everybody. Candy. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. So Rick's like, uh, look, I'm gonna be out till like 8.30. I got an astronomy club or science club, and Frankie's like, okay, that's fine. I'll come around 7.30, and you can just give me your key. It's like, no! Now I gotta ask, are they traipsing through the house to get to Rick's guest house? Or are they coming? Is there a way to get into the backyard? Not go. I, I have no idea. I don't know the layout. I don't know. So, of course, Rick's like, no, I'm not giving you my key. And Frankie's like, yeah, but think about Candy. Like, he hasn't even met this girl yet. So, ugh, Rick, what is wrong with you? Oh my gosh, it's Jesse Spano from <laughs> Saved by the Bell is macking out with Kevin Owens from Mr. Belvedere. That is, wow. What, Clint? What's that? What'd you say? Oh, I thought she was meow, meow, meow. I don't know. So Rick comes home with his books 
well, to his guest house. And of course, I keep wanting to call him Rob. <laughs> Frankie's there making out with this girl in the dark. I thought that was a bed at first. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. But no, they're on the couch. Rick's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I mean, uh, my science club ran long. I had to put away all the frogs. So they're dissecting frogs. Science What? That sounds like something you do in a science class, not necessarily a science club. It's like, I had to put away all the frogs. You know, the ones that were still alive and breathing. <laughs> we discarded the ones that were dead. Oh, okay, so um, Elizabeth Berkeley, who we all know is Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell, plays Melissa. I gotta find out, is this, this is 1986. I gotta find out, Saved by the Bell, like, when did that start? Because I know she was on Saved by the Bell, she was not on Good Morning, Miss Bliss, because that was set in Indiana, and Saved by the Bell was in California. 89, okay, so we're still three years out from Saved by the Bell happening, of course, Frankie's like, oh, meet Rick, our new landlord. And, of course, Melissa's like, wow, you have a great place here. So Rick's like, oh, Frankie, is it just you two? He's thinking of, Rick's thinking of Candy. And, oh, here comes, I'm guessing this is Candy. Where did she, where did she just come from? Is there another door to this place? Or did, is that a bathroom? I don't know. Of course, Rick looks at Candy and he turns to, Turns to Frankie and is like, wow. Like, oh, wow. Is this your place? You're so lucky. And Rick is just like, oh, you can say that again. Like, down, boy. What? Are you insane? What? What even is this? She's like, oh, we were just looking at the tennis court. And Rick's like, we? Here comes this bespectacled curly mop top, dude. What? Like, all right, Frankie deals off. Get out of here, all of you. Matthew Perry! <laughs> no, he does not have spectacles and curly hair. No. It was just like when he was coming. Oh, there's. What is that? Oh, is that like a big, giant, tall plant? Okay. Stars abound, everybody. Rob Stone, Elizabeth Berkeley, Matthew Perry. Granted, this is before that uh, the show Friends. It's like, oh, this is Perry. I mean, Davey. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, oh, nice place you got here, Nick. It's like, it's Rick. <sighs> Guess I understand what they meant by friends and strangers hanging out in Rick's place. Yeah, Rick's like, it's Rick. And Davey's like, whatever. Like, Get out of my place. This isn't Makeout Central. This is like basically his bedroom. So Rick's like, hey, Frankie, can I talk to you? And Frankie's like, oh, it's not really the best time right now. It's like, get up or I will throw you through that door. Who is this girl? Does she look kind of familiar? I don't know. I'm going to check real quick. Yeah, the girl who plays Candy, her name is Lisa Lamont. She was in an episode this same year of Mr. Belvedere. Playing a character named Roxanne in Speechless from season two. Either she's a friend of Heather's or a girl for, oh my, uh, Kevin. I don't know. But, I don't know. Honestly, I'm thinking this episode's just, eh, it's okay. Once it starts being about other people that I really don't care about, it's kind of losing its luster here. Nick, get some cojones, say get out of my place, come on! 
he needs to stand his ground and not let people walk all over him. This is ridiculous. Rick heads for the door, and of course, Davey still can't remember his name. Hey, wait a minute, R- Nick. And Rick's like, it's Rick. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't happen to have any romantic music, would you? Oh, God. Say something. Stand up for yourself. What? Let me guess. He's going to go, well, I'm going to go in the, my parents' house. Because I don't want to be here. To kick them out. Oh, of course, um, Candy wants him to dim the lights. Ugh. Girl, you better check yourself. No, he turns and leaves. Wait, dude. Well, he is wearing my favorite color, so I'll give him that. But still, come on, stand up for yourself, Rick. He does dim the lights before he leaves. Oh, um, sorry I'm late. You know, my science club meeting ran long. I had to put away all the frogs. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, we had things to do. Melissa, this is Rick. Our landlord. Hi, Rick. You've got a terrific place here. Thanks. So, Frankie, is it just you two? Uh, not exactly. Uh, Rick, this is Candy. Wow. Hi, Rick. Is this your place? Yeah, it's all mine. You're so lucky. Boy, you can say that again. Well, we were just looking at the tennis court. We? Uh, yeah, this is my friend Davey. Nice place you got here, Nick. That's Rick. Whatever. Frankie, can I talk to you, please? This is not exactly the best time, Rick. Did I show you my new earring? Well, hey, let me see. <laughs> Stop that, Davey. <laughs> Oh, hey, wait a minute, Nick. That's Rick. You wouldn't have any romantic music, would you? And could you dim the lights, please? <laughs> it looks so eerie. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. Is he playing hostess to these people? Only one of them which he actually knows. He's got jelly beans, popcorn, soda. I swear if they ask for beer, I'm out. That is so weird. He's got tennis shoes hanging from what would normally be like little pegs that you would hang like a coat on or something. He's wearing a different coat or shirt, so this has got to be a different day. Okay, so this is a different day. Frankie's there. We got Alfonso. We got Eyeball Chambers, whose name I Huey Huey. What is his name in this show? I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. We got some other characters too. Um, three other guys. I have no idea who they are. Oh, they're playing like poker or blackjack or what? They're playing cards. Is Rick even playing the game, or is he he playing hostess now to his friends, dude? Like I said, he's got to stand up for himself. This is bogus. He's spending his allowance on catering this quote-unquote party. It's a poker game. Because Frankie's like, oh, what? You're out of popcorn. You mean the stores are out of popcorn? And Rick's like, well, no, my allowance doesn't cover all your party favors, your popcorn, your soda, your whatever else. Alright, 
sorry, guys. We have no more popcorn. Wait, no more popcorn? You mean the stores are all out? No, I don't get enough allowance to cater a party every night, guys. Okay, whoa. You can't take this all on yourself, pal. I owe you for a quarter. I don't have any paper, so I owe you an IOU. Yeah, me too. Do we have any more potato chips? I'll go check. Okay, and, and try and get the kind with the ridges. They go better with dip. And get some dip. You guys are spoiled. Who in the heck are they? I didn't know anybody was going to be here. We'll come back later. Oh, hold on. Let me ask you something. How did you happen to have a key to my place? Frankie gave me one. Are you insane, Frankie? Frankie? Frankie. Yeah. You gave my key to a stranger? He's no stranger. He's in my remedial reading class. <laughs> Besides, I still have your key. That was a copy, see? I don't believe this. Hey, we're still waiting for the potato chips and the dip. Shut up. Well, excuse me. <laughs> so Rick's like, yeah, my allowance doesn't cover all the stuff that you want food-wise. And then Frankie's like, well... Here's an IOU for a quarter. And Alfonso says, yeah, I don't have paper, but I, uh, I'll give you an IOU. And the guy who's, i calling him Eyeball Chambers, whose name is Eric, It's like, oh, yeah, I'll send you. Like, Rick, why aren't you standing up for yourself? I get it. He wants to be the good friend and everything. But they're clearly, he knows they're taking advantage. Because we got some kid rolling in there with some girl who looks like a... Uh, I almost thought that was Lisa Bonet. Apparently, he's like, oh, I didn't know anyone was going to be here. And Rick's like, how do you have a key to my place? Like, oh, Frankie made me one. Like, oh, Frankie. Dang it, Rick. You should have gotten that key back as soon as you get... You shouldn't have even given it to him. Oh, yeah, and Frankie's like, hey, can you get some chips with ridges? Oh, and also, Alphonse's like, yeah, and some dip, too. Let's go back to Edward and Kate, because we haven't seen them in a while, and I'm kind of curious to know what their uh, interpretation is. Because uh, Edward's looking out the window, probably seeing all this goings-on, people coming and going, like it's an all-open, all-night hotel. So all of this has taken place over the course of two days. Are you serious? It feels like it's been a week. Edward's really broken up, and he's like, oh my gosh. You know, you raise them, and then they leave you. And Kate's like, honey, he's out in the backyard. It's fine. So Edward's like, oh, in another year or two, he'll be away at college. He's really, I think he's missing Rick more than Rick is missing him. But I think at this point, with everything going on and people taking advantage of Rick, I think he just wants to move back into his old room. Kate's like, yeah, and then once he's off to college, he'll be home for summers and vacations. And Edward's like, yeah, unless he meets a girl. My gosh, you are looking so far down the line. It's like, next thing you know, he gets married, and then Rick has, you know, they have kids, and then you barely ever see him. So Rick comes in and it's like, hey, is there any more potato chips? Or it's like, oh, he only comes by when he needs something. And Rick's like, huh? Kate's like, don't worry about your father. He's just upset that you don't bring the grandchildren around. I'm sure he's like, what grandkids? He's like, oh, well, I'm sure there's some logic behind all this, but right now I need the potato chips. And Kate's like, I think you and your friends ate them all. But there's pretzels in the pantry, so that works out. But Edward's like, hmm, so, you know, you guys are working at my appetite. What are you studying? And Rick's like, oh, you know, the usual. I'm like, he's not doing any studying. None of them are. They're playing freaking, Rick isn't even playing cards. He's busy being a servant to his friends. And Edward's like, wow, he's been studying all night. I wonder if they take a break. <laughs> How long has he been gone, Kate? 
Who? Rick. How soon you forget. He's only been gone two days. Well, you raise them, you worry, and they leave you. It's only out back in the guest house. Well, that's the first step, Katie. Another year or two will be away at college. And then he'll be home for summers and vacations. Yeah, unless he meets a girl. Next thing you know, he gets married. They have children. In college? Never see them either. <laughs> Hi, are there any more potato chips, Kate? Oh, sure, you come running back when you need something. Huh? Don't pay any attention to your father, Rick. He's just upset because you don't bring the grandchildren around. <laughs> Look, I'm sure there's some logic behind this, but right now I need potato chips, that's all. I think you and your friends ate them all. There's some pretzels in the pantry. Boy, you guys working up an appetite. What are you studying, anyway? Um, you know, the, the usual, you know, kings and queens. <laughs> Pretty boring. I better get to it. Good night. Good night. Good night. This guy's been studying all night. wonder if they ever take a break. Looks like a party's going on. People, kids are dancing in Rick's room, and he comes back with like uh, planters, cheese balls, cheese nips. I can't tell what those things are in a bag. They could be pretzels. They could be pork rinds. Who knows? Did he raid what food that Kate and Edward have in their house? Gary's pretty surprised to see who all those people. They're like, uh, last time I checked, you guys were playing a poker game. What's going on here? the kids all notice that Rick's got food and they all just rip the food from his arms. And uh, it's like, yeah, great party, Nick. Apparently Matthew Perry's character is still there. Alphonse's like, yeah, I can't believe we're having this much fun on a school night. It's like, uh, Edward better come and break that crap up. Of course, the short kid is like, oh, I've never seen so many tall women in my life. <laughs> so Frankie, of course, is like, hey, we're showing these people too good a time. I really think we should charge admission. What's this wee crap? This isn't your place. And he's like, hey, after a few weeks, we'd had enough money to put a hot tub in here. Ugh. And, of course, Frank's like, hey, you know what, Rick? I bet anything, I wouldn't be surprised if you were elected class president. Well, clearly there's a party going on out there, Edward. Maybe you should go check it out. I don't believe this. Yo, great party, Nick. Yeah. It's hard to believe we can have this much fun on a school night. I've never seen so many tall women in my life. We're showing these people too good a time. We ought to charge admission. After a few weeks, we'd have enough money to put a hot tub in here. We? Ah, that'll come later. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up being elected class president. <laughs> what do you suppose is going on out there? Sounds like they got tired of studying. you dad yes well what can i do for you dad well you can start off by telling me what all that noise is about noise yeah sounds like there's some kind of party going on a party hey what happened to the party just make sure it wraps up by 11 okay okay and thanks dad
like Rick's study group has suddenly gone co-ed. Ew. Maybe I ought to take a look. Go I'm over there. Fine. That's what I'm afraid of. What are you going to do, go out there and peek in the window? Certainly not. You see my binoculars around here? <laughs> hi, Dad. Hi, Kate. Hi. Boy, this is a nice, quiet room. <laughs> so warm and cozy and comfortable. <laughs> Guess you just don't appreciate something till you've left it, huh? Ah. How are things out at your place? Well, it, it was going okay until the poker game got out of hand. Then the, when the girls showed up, Dad... The girls? What kind of poker were you playing? Oh, God, no, that's kind of poker. Maybe you should move back in. <laughs> well, she has a very good point, Dad. You're saying things are getting out of control? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Well, what do you want me to do about it, Rick? You want me to go out and break up the party for you? No, no, I wouldn't want that. I mean, if my dad comes out and breaks it up, that'll make me look like a nerd. What are you going to do? I think I'll call the cops. <laughs> I mean, if the cops come break it up, I'll be a hero in school tomorrow. I don't think that's a very good yeah, idea. Yeah, we're not wasting. Well, come on, Dad, what else can I do? I can't kick out my own friends. Well, are they being such great friends yeah, right really? now? Yeah, really. Sure they are. Besides breaking my lamp, breaking my tapes, and turning me into a butler. <laughs> Not so great, I guess. I think you should go out there and tell your friends how you really feel. Right. And then they're going to tell me how they feel. <laughs> you know, moving out wasn't such a good idea after all. Well, Rick... Kate. And I wish you luck, son. Thanks. Why did you do that? I mean, I thought you wanted him to come home. I do. But he wanted to run home. That's a big difference. I want him to go out there, Kate, and face his problems like an adult. I want him to learn to stand on his own two feet like a man. Mm. Then I'll make my little boy come home. <laughs> so, of course... Edwards on the intercom and Rick's like, hey, it's my father. Shut up. So he's like, oh, no, there's not a party here, Dad. I'm like, what's with the loud noise? Oh, it's it's fine. Of course, Candy comes out. I was like, oh, what happened to the party? So Rick comes in to the house. He's like, wow, it's so nice and cozy and warm and quiet. Rick is definitely regretting Having moved out there. I mean, it's basically party central. It's not even really his party. And Edward's like, what do you want me to do? Go out there and break the party for you? I was like, no, because then I'd look like a nerd. He's like, hey, we could call the police. I was like, no, 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 you're not wasting taxpayers' dollars. So you can have the police break up a party. Rick, of course, was thinking that maybe he jumped the gun moving out. And he, uh, Edward pretty much tells him, you know, you need to handle this. This is this is your problem. So Rick, of course, goes out there, and Kate's like, "Well, I thought you wanted him home," and it's like, "I do want him home, but he was ready to run home. Basically, I want him to handle his problems like a man and stand on his own two feet." So luckily, I think Rick is finally going to stand up for himself. Hopefully, Ugh, Brad, we got no. There is no Brad. It's uh, it's what's this tank guy's name again? I can't even remember. I've forgotten it already. Eyeball Chambers. What's his name? Kyle? Chris? No? So let's see what Rick's gonna do. Yeah, 
Hey, what are you doing? Turn it back on, Rick. The party's over. <laughs> Will someone call the cops? No, no one called the cops. I want everyone out now. What a bummer, Nick. Yeah. Rick, Come on, idiot. Jesus. Come on, guys. Hey, hey, hold on, buddy. Look, if anyone has a key, please put it in here. Thanks a lot. Oh my god, they all have keys? <laughs> That's like 20 people with keys. You should know how to kill a party. Boy, some friend you turned out to be. Shut up, Alfonso. I think you can kiss class president goodbye. Shut up. Uh, whatever, you're Frankie. This is a. What do you want, Alfonso? What do you want? This place is a mess. Duh. You're never gonna live by yourself. You gotta learn to be a little neater. What? I'll help you clean it up this time. Don't make a habit of it. Oh, you're gonna be a. What, you mean we have to help too? Yeah. Why are you even Who knows? here? We might get invited back sometime. Yeah, as soon as I change the locks. <laughs> oh, as long as you're gonna be changing the locks. Oh my god! <laughs> Plus people walking out of that party have keys. Oh. But Rick stands up for himself, says the party's over, get out. And Alfonso's like, some friend you are. Then as soon as everyone leaves and Rick starts picking things up, Alfonso's like, hey, you need to take better care of your place. It's a pigsty. It's like, excuse me? Like, you helped make it that. It's like, alright, I'll help you this time, but you gotta do better. And of course, Frankie and... Eyeball Chambers. I cannot remember this guy's name. Anyway. <laughs> come in like, oh, do we have to help clean up? It's like, hey, if we don't, we may not be invited back here. I think Rick is clearly going to be moving back into his bedroom. So this place is going to be off limits. Of course, Rick's thinking of changing the locks. And Frankie's got like 25 to 30 you know, copies of that key on top of the 20-some that people were dropping into that vase or, or whatever as they were walking out the door. So that's pretty much how the episode ends. Um, this, to me, was a kind of a duddish episode. It really... Uh, I'm going to give it an average 3 out of 5. And I haven't done that so far with the episodes, but this one kind of deserves a 3 out of 5. It's... I liked everything until the whole guys coming over, inviting girls and partying and all that garbage. Just... Bleh. So, 3 out of 5 trains for this episode. Silver Spoonful is just going to be like, you know what? You have the rest of your life to be independent and be on your own. Don't rush it, because then you're going to be paying your own bills, making your own food, doing your own laundry, and your own car insurance, all that stuff. Why rock the boat? But I guess maybe sometimes kids, teens need this to be able to have the real world shoved in their face for a minute to s help them appreciate what they have. A roof over the head that they're not paying for. Food on the table that they're not paying for. Yeah.
All right, so let's move on to Season 5, Episode 7, Man to Man, which aired on October 27th, 1986. It's got a 6.9. Wow, this has almost got a whole one point less rate, because the other one, Rick moves out with 7.8. This is 6.9. Well, I think it's kind of like, this seems like an Edward episode. Edward doesn't feel like celebrating his birthday after Rick beats him at tennis for the first time, you know, since they have a tennis court. Kate struggles to learn Japanese for an overseas conference. All right, let's see. We got any guest stars? Tamura, John Fujioka. We have Karo Warkentian as Delivery Boy. Director Tony Singletary. Writers David W. Dukan. Dukan, creator Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy. Written by Linwood Boomer. We got Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen, also creators. The song that played in the past episode, also, that wasn't by David Lee Roth, was, uh, I don't know who sings it, it was like the Venus song? I'm hoping that I like this one better than this first one, because like I said, the first one was okay, this, Rick Moves Out was good, but it could have been better. It, it was too bogged down by partying and all these other people, you know, Frankie and Kyle, or, okay, I gotta look up that guy's name. It probably isn't Kyle. It's Eric. My gosh, was I way off. Oh my, I just, it's easier just to call him Eyeball Chambers from Stand By Me because I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. But I think Man to Man will be better. I really do. It's nice to see Alfonso. I don't think we've really seen him too much in these last, or these first five episodes. So, yeah. Seeing the next in the next one? I don't think he's in the next one. Alright, let's get into Man to Man. So we come out of the intro, we're in the living room, Edward's already opened his presents, well, every present except for the one from Rick, because he hugs Kate, and she's like, happy birthday, sweetheart, and Rick's like, hey, dad, don't you want to see what I got you? Oh, here's the card first, I made it myself. It's a construction paper, red construction paper card with a stick figure in either it almost looks like he's wearing like boxers you know the shorts of boxers wear and uh boxing gloves and he's shirtless but it's got a picture of edward's head at the top i'm curious to see what rick got his dad i remember season three during the um, episode where they go to a lot of work to make Edward's 40th birthday really great. Edward's wearing shorts. Oh, the last time we saw him in that, he was uh, on the beach. Got some nice knees. Oh, this is interesting how Rick had... <laughs> what the inscription he wrote rhyme. He says, hopefully this gift comes in handy. Just letting you know that it's... Uh, it's not flowers or candy. If you have your white shorts and some time on the court, this present will sure come in handy. It's a tennis racket. Rick wrapped this tennis racket. Anyone who has eyeballs in their head can tell it's a tennis racket. And of course, Edward's like, let me guess, it's the world's biggest fly swatter. Like, <laughs> no. Well, that's hurtful to midgets. He said, a canoe paddle for a midget. Stop. Finding so many people right now, Edward. Did Kate also have a hand in picking out this gift with Rick? Because she is just as excited for him to, like, unwrap the thing. 
I know that Kate plays tennis because we've seen her in a tennis outfit. They can play together. Oh, one more joke. <laughs> Look, it's a spaghetti strainer. Oh, my God. Stop, please. Rick's like, hey, Dad, want to break it in? It's like, yeah, right now. Okay. And Rick's like, well, I'll go change. I'm still keeping my tennis racket, even though I haven't used it in years. But I'm keeping it because there's sure eventually going to be a chance where I could use it one day. I'm sure that's what all the pack rats say, don't they? I'll use it one day. 20 years go by. <laughs> wow, I forgot I had this. Ports are still open, right? Oh, they're not? Okay. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Come on, Dad. Don't you want to see what I got you? Yes, I do. First is the card. All right. I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's hoping this gift is a dandy. A hint. It's not flowers or candy. If you have your white shorts and some time on the courts, this present will sure come in handy. <laughs> Love, Rick. Oh, thank you, son. Uh-oh, let me guess. A giant fly swatter. Dad, come a on. A canoe paddle for a midget. No. Uh -huh. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. See here. Hey! Just what I always wanted, a spaghetti strainer. Ah, <laughs> oh, son, this is the greatest. <laughs> you want to break it in? Right now? Sure. I'll go and change. Okay. I thought my gift was the greatest. Well, there's greatest, and then there's greatest. And baby, you're the greatest. Oh, yeah. I'll get it. Rocking those shorts, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dexter's got to give him a gift. Uh -huh. yeah. What? What have we here? I Let's see. see. Randy. 50 years old. 42. I meant the brandy. Ah. <laughs> and it's incredibly expensive, so don't share it with anyone but me. Ah, thanks, Dex. You didn't have to do this. Ah, now he tells me. Hi, Dex. Nice gift. <laughs> A mere trifle. But I'm dying to see what the president of a major international toy company buys a husband. Sneakers. Good Lord. Oh, uh, she got a shoe? It's what he asked for. Oh, I didn't want anybody to make a big deal out of my birthday. I oh, suppose I'll feel the same way when I reach your age. Oh, that's... <laughs> What's the matter with 42? Nothing. A lot of people your age manage to live useful and happy lives. Very 35? funny. I'll have you know my life is just beginning. Not according to the insurance tables. They say it's already more than half over. What a cheery thought. <laughs> oh, that must be Tamara. Tamara. Oh, the Japanese lessons. How are they coming? Terrific. Two or three more lessons and I'll be able to pronounce my teacher's name. <laughs> Hi, I got a package for Edward Stratton. Hey, hey, another chance to break in my sneakers. <laughs> What is it? The last time I was in a big house like this, I got a $10 tip. Oh. Here's a dollar. We're just house sitting. Maybe be cheap, Thanks, Edward. Pop. Pop. Oh. Yeah, what'd you get? It's from Grandfather. See oh. here. Uh, hey, hey, a calendar? Hey, it's an old newspaper. What a day. First sneakers and now this. No, this is great. This is a newspaper from the day I was born. Wow, Roosevelt wins by a landslide. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt. 
Franklin okay. Roosevelt. I don't remember Franklin Roosevelt. My grandparents told me all about him. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> so, Dad, you ready to break in your new racket and your new sneakers? Ready. Don't run him too hard. You know, the sneaks may be new, but the legs are 42. <laughs> yeah, I'll go easy on him. Oh, oh, go easy. Let me remind you of the fact that you have never, ever, repeat, never, ever beaten me at anything. Tennis, basketball, racquetball, not anything. Well, there's always a first time. Pop. Oh, stop it. I'll give you pop. Besides that, you're never going to beat me the way you twist your backhand. What, what twist? Well, when your wrist kind of turns under as you extend your racket there. Really? Hey, Dan, look, I know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to sight me out. Of course, Rick goes to change into his tennis outfit, which is basically shorts and a uh, polo shirt. And Kate's kind of pouting. Like, oh, I thought you said you liked my gift better. She got him sneakers. He's going to need when he's on the court. Of course, Dexter comes over, and he's got some brandy, which is 50, and Edward's like, 42. It's like, no, the brandy's 50, and it's very expensive, so only share it with me. Then there's another knock on the door. Of course, remember, the side story's going to be Kate and her um, learning how to speak Japanese and everything. It turns out it's actually a messenger boy who is giving Edward a gift from... Edward's grandfather. No, Edward's grandfather's dead. His father, excuse me. No, he's re- Okay. Oh my goodness. And then the messenger boy's like, oh, the last time I was at a house this big, they gave me a $10 tip. And Edward's like, here's a dollar we're house sitting. Of course, the guy's like, thanks, Pop. He's 42. I don't care if this is 1986. 42 is not 62. And they're treating him like he's like in his late 50s. That guy's got it going on. The shorts show off the amazing legs. And the the polo shirt shows off his great uh, biceps and his pectorals. And it's okay, I'll stop. Kate is like, hey, Dex, nice gift. And he's like, yes, but I'd really like to see what the head of a major toy company uh, has gotten him for his birthday. And, of course, Edward lifts up a foot like, oh, he's got new sneaks. Cool. Of course, she got him that because that's what he wanted. And Edward's like, well, I didn't want anyone to make a big deal out of my birthday. Well, he's just 42. He turned... 42 years ago and they did make a big deal make a big deal out of the milestone birthdays you know 8 uh 16 21 uh 30 40 50 60 70 80 if you live to be 90 great celebrate it honestly i think every birthday after 80 has got to be 100 percent celebrated because yeah of course, Dexter's always like, you know, uh, 42 is pretty close to 50. Your life is more than half over with. It's like, thanks, Dex, for reminding me. God. Like, hey, I hope I feel the same way when I reach your age, Edward. How old are Dexter and Kate? They gotta be mid-30s. They're treating Edward like he's like 52 and not 42. 
And Edward's like, what's wrong with 42? And Dexter's like, nothing. People your age happen to live nice and youthful, comfortable lives. And of course, Kate's got to laugh at that. It's like, oh yeah, because you're like 36 or something. So of course, Edward's like, hey, very funny. I'll have you know that my life is just beginning. It is? Why? Because you're going to go out and play tennis? Hey, if he can still get it up and not require Viagra at 42, that's great. And if you can, like, not break a hip while you're, you know, yeah, that's pretty good. Wow, could those shorts on Edward be any shorter? You know, if, uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining, mind you. It turns out his father sent him a newspaper from the day that Edward was born. It's like, oh, wow, Teddy Roosevelt. Because there's a headline about te- uh, Roosevelt. First, when he was ripping it open, because it's so light and flexible, I assumed it was a calendar. But I remember when he gave them a calendar for one Christmas. It says, Roosevelt wins by a landslide. And they're like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt? And like, no, Franklin Roosevelt. Okay, let me check this out here. It says Franklin Delano Roosevelt, January 30, 1882 to April 12th, 1945. Okay, hold on a second here. I did the math. It's 1986, right, currently? Edward just turned 42, so I did the math. So Edward was born in 1944. Well, wait a second. This is, so wait, wait a second. It said he was born in 1882 and died in 1945. So that means a year later he would have been dead. Oh, it says he was an office from 33 to 45. Wait a minute, when did he die? Does it say? When did he die? Wait a minute, what is all this? Oh, it's different sections of him like governor of New York, assistant secretary of the Navy, member of the New York Senate. Uh, when did he die? That's what I'm looking for. When did he die? He died in 1945 at age 63. So hold on. Wait, when was it again? So yeah, he did die in 1945. Um, let's see. Vice president in office April 12th, 1945. Wait a sec. That doesn't make any sense. Hold on. Something's wrong here. Um. So, oh my gosh. So he died when he was president? See, this is what... I really wish they taught me this stuff in school. They didn't because I was in special ed, so... Okay, don't worry. Jeremy Strain did it all for me. Whew. Of course, Kate's like, Oh, I remember Franklin Roosevelt. My grandparents told me told me all about him. And now we're just like... Ugh. Of course, Dexter had to laugh about that one. Rick, of course, is just, he's gunning to get on that, that court. Like, let's go. And then Edward says something about Rick's twisting his wrist the wrong way or something. It's like, you, and, and Edward's like, you've never beat me at anything, not at racquetball or baseball or basketball or any of it. He didn't mention soccer, of course, but he, I don't think he mentioned hockey either. I love what Dexter says here. Like, hey, don't run him too hard. The sneaks may be new, but he, his legs are 42. 
He says, you haven't beat me in anything, not tennis or basketball or racquetball. So he doesn't say football or baseball or hockey or any of that stuff. Zrick's like, hey, I'll go easy on him. Don't worry. And Edward, of course, like I said, he takes offense to that. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Rick also calls his dad Pop. And like, uh. Oh, Rick apparently twists his backhand. Like, yeah, the way you hold your wrist or something when you hold a racket. And, of course, Rick's calling after his dad because they're heading out. It's like, hey, you're just trying to psych me out. So let's see how this tennis game goes. I don't think we're going to go to a location. Or they're not going to build a set, I don't think. We're just going to hear about what happened after. Him. Yeah. So's Rick. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Kongni. Kongni. Kongnichi. Kongnichi. Kongnichi wa. Kongnichi wu. Wow. <laughs> Gee, golly, what a shame. That's all the time we have for today. I'll see you next week. You're doing very well. Really, just great. Fabulous. You don't have to lie to me, Tamora. I, I, I can take the truth. All right, Mrs. Stratton. We're in deep soy sauce. What am I going to do? My trip to Japan is less than four weeks away. And Eddie Toys is counting on me to make a good impression. Oh, you will, Mrs. Stratton. Now, just remember, a young salmon in his fight to swim upstream may not go under or over, but only against the current. What does that mean, Sam? So, she can't even, she's, he's doing it like, syllable by syllable, going, Kani, Kani, Chi, Kanichi, 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 Wa, and she's like, Kanichi, Wu, what? Why? Why? Oh my gosh. You know what I was just thinking? <laughs> oh my gosh. The episode of Little House on the Prairie where Mrs. Olsen is the teacher and she's trying to teach the kids French. <laughs> Let's hear her try to teach Albert how to say French because this is just, this is hilarious. <laughs> Let's have a demonstration of Really? In the corner. He did. In the corner. He was pulling in the corner. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just, I had to play it. It was so funny. Um, this guy pretty much holds no hope for Kate to learn the Japanese language. And she's like, oh my gosh, I gotta go to Japan for Eddie Toys in like four weeks. Rick comes in. He's like, oh my gosh, Kate, guess what? I did it. I did it. I finally did it. I beat Dad at tennis. Kate, I did it. I did it. I finally did it. What? I what? just beat Dad at tennis. Hey, come on, Dad. Tell her how I whooped you. Oh my god, he's drenched in sweat. Edward, oh. are you all right? I'm fine. Yeah, but your leg. Oh, it's nothing. Nothing. I'll just take a few pain pills and forget all about it. Pain pills? What happened? Honey, it's no big deal, really. I just pulled it a little going for a serve. Early on. <laughs> But it didn't affect the outcome of the game. Hey, Rick won that practice round fair and square. That was a game. Could you that give was me something to drink, honey? Oh, sure. Thank you. Hey, Dad, what do you mean practice round? <laughs> that was a real match. Oh, come on, Rick. You were helping me break in my new sneakers and my new racket. No. You want to play a real match? You should tell me before we play, Excuse not Excuse me? Well, okay, then. Well, let's have a real match. Well, fine. Well, fine. Tomorrow morning. Rick, tomorrow's a little soon. I mean, give your poor father a chance to catch his breath. I don't need to catch my breath. Okay, Dad, when, when do you want to play? The sooner, the better. Two weeks. <laughs> so, because Edward is clearly butthurt at the idea of losing to his son, he calls this a practice match because he was testing out his new racket and his new sneakers. And Rick's like, no, that was an actual match. It's like, well, son, if you wanted to be an actual match, you should have said something. That is bogus! You can't stand that like, you're losing to your son, so you're just, uh, Apparently, like, pulled a muscle or something in his leg early on. And Rick's like, alright, tomorrow morning we're having a rematch. And Kate's like, Edward, or Rick, no, that's too soon. Edward's like, yeah, we'll do this in two weeks. We'll have a rematch. <sighs> he just can't stand the fact that his son is more agile. He's sec 16. Of course he's going to be more agile. Of course Edward's going to be a little stiff in the joints. You get that way over time. There's no preventing that. He even says, well, I better take some pain pills and lay down. And now, of course, plot B with Kate learning Japanese. She's playing some oriental music in the background, maybe to help psych her up and, you know, infuse her get those pistons firing in her brain neutrons and all that good stuff neurons whatever why are you worrying about ordering dinner you need to learn how to have a conversation with your investors from japan dinner should be the least of your worries see this is what they would need that what's that thing that you learn it's the rosetta stone right but she's paying somebody to teach her Japanese, and she is just not picking it up. So, is he teaching her, like, a word a week? <laughs> just teach her the important words that she needs to know to get through this investment meeting. He's more concerned about, how am I ever going to learn how to order food from this menu if I can't even speak a sentence of Japanese? Hi, Kate. How's it going? Oh, okay, I guess. But I'm having a hard time with this. How am I supposed to order dinner when I can't even read the menu? Well, Kate, just remember, Toro's tuna, A.B. shrimp, Tori's chicken, and Niku is meat. 
That's Bring him incredible. to Japan with you. When did you learn all that Japanese? It's written in English in the back of your menu. <laughs> hey, Kate, where's Dad? Oh, he's getting ready to go back to work. Again? Dad, you're spending a lot of extra time at work these days. Well, Rick, it's our busy season, you know, lots of toys and development. Yeah, but Dad, I want to practice before our big game tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry, son. Duty calls. Dad, this isn't right. You spend every night at the lab drinking coffee and eating donuts for dinner. You're not going to be in shape for our game tomorrow. Look, let's postpone in a week. I don't want you to have any excuses. Hey, buddy, I don't need any excuses. Now, I agreed to the date, and if I'm not ready, it's my fault, okay? We meet tomorrow, and it's for the record books. Okay, okay, Dad, just remember, I gave you a chance. Yeah, How sporting of you. you. I'll see you on the court. See you there. Honey, I gotta run. See ya. By the way, you needn't hurry back to work. Your tennis pro just called to say he'd be late. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, eh, what? <laughs> what? Tennis pro? You ought to be ashamed of yourself, sneaking around, practicing every chance you can get. <laughs> Shh, honey, honey, it's not what you think. Here, sit down. Let me explain. Uh, see, Rick is going through a very important stage of his life right now. He's becoming independent. Like all teenagers, he has this intrinsic need to bring down the established order, see? And beating me at tennis is all part of that process. Process? Yeah, fathers and sons have been going through this ritualistic combat since the Ice Age. Oh, I see. You don't want to win for yourself. You're doing it to help Rick's psychological development. Yeah, right. Exactly. I ain't that. I'm going to squash him like a bug. You bet. So, Rick's like, geez, Dad, you're always at the office and in the lab and you're eating, drinking coffee and eating donuts for dinner how are you going to be in shape for tomorrow's rematch and it's like well it's a busy toy season well it this episode aired in october so we gotta be getting close to christmas time i can imagine you get those toys out fast for the christmas season right right you want them to be ready for you know black friday the day after thanksgiving you want them on the shelves um <laughs> so he's like dad i need to practice we haven't been able to run through any drills or any of that stuff. So, Rick leaves. Kate's like, oh, by the way, Edward, your tennis pro called. He's going to have to cancel or reschedule or whatever. Apparently, this is what Edward's been doing. He's been saying he's been going to the office, supposedly. And it's like, excuse me, so you can't allow your kid to get any practice in, but you've got a, prof a, a pro trainer, tennis trainer? I think that's not fair. And of course, Edward's chalking this up to fathers and sons and competition and everything like that and uh, trying to knock down the um, patriarch order or wh whatever it is. Establish dominance because he's trying to, as Kate says, help Rick's psychological growth. I don't get that at all. I, no. So it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to squash my son like a bug. <laughs> really. I don't buy that any more than Kate doesn't buy it either. All right. Now we are going back to the training session. I pray it's going better. When <laughs> turns out 
that menu she was reading that was in Japanese, Rick started firing off like, oh, chicken means this, pork means this, beef means this, and blah, pizza means this. She's like, oh my gosh, how do you know that Japanese? He's like, it's on the back of the menu. Let's see if she's learned anymore. I don't know. Is that a toaster oven in the background? Under the cupboard? On the counter? Might be. Yuki Gan Tokyo na. Good. Good. He's looking out the window. Ashi Yubi Opaka. Excellent. What is he looking at? Really? Yes. Your boy's got a terrific backhand. We actually get shots of them on a tennis court. Of course, Edward's doing some fancy backhand tricks where he's hitting the ball with a racket behind his back. And it's like, and it looks like Rick's having his butt handed to him. Like, he is... Uh, this isn't fair! You got help from a professional tennis pro while your son wanted to practice. You know, oh, I can't look at, uh. Looks like Rick may be getting the upper hand, possibly. Edward, did you just hit your son in the back of the head with a tennis ball? Come on. The thing with Edward is he can't lose graciously. And this, this is just amazing that this is this tennis court is on their property. And Rick is made, really, he's making his dad run for that ball, like back and forth. Like, are you ready? Are you ready? He's like, yes, I'm ready. He's like, oh, I wasn't ready. Come on, Edward. What did he run into some patio furniture that's on the side of the court and extra tennis balls? Okay, I think that this, uh, the Japanese ins uh, language instructor needs to just give up on Kate. She's not getting it. And granted, he's getting paid and everything, so it really makes no never mind to him as long as he gets paid. Okay, at least he's starting to talk about, you know, the re why she's going over there, you know, the business meeting and everything. Let's say you want to thank your investors and everything, and this is what you say. So, of course, he's like, okay, how do you say this, this line, this term? And she says something, and he's like, well, not quite. He says something about butler and jockey shorts. Kate is ready to throw in the towel with this. Like, it seems like I'm never going to learn this language. It feels like we've been at this forever. And he's like, or longer. So he's got, luckily, another idea in his briefcase. Total immersion therapy as he starts a list. He's got cards with the words for, like, refrigerator and door and stove and cupboard and so on and so forth. So she's like... What do I do when I see it? He's like, nothing. You're just going to absorb it and soak it in and everything. And, of course, her back is turned. She's like, do you really think I could learn it? And, of course, he's like, absolutely shaking his head behind her. <laughs> yeah. He has no faith that you can learn this language. Say you are at a business meeting, and now you want to thank your prospective associates for being so cooperative. Not quite. You just asked me to butter your jockey shorts. I will never learn this. 
Seems like we've been at this forever. Or longer. <laughs> oh, I've got a new idea. Total immersion therapy. Here. Rezoco refrigerator. Rezoco. Good. You know, we'll stick this all over the house. That way, whenever you see something, you also see the Japanese word for it. Oh, well, what do I do when I see it? Oh, nothing. That's the whole point. You're just going to look and absorb it. Do you think it'll really work? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, my God. Good. Did you squash him like a bug? <laughs> Not only did I lose a gay who came, I lost my youth. <laughs> it's out there, somewhere, on the tennis court. I'm an old man. <laughs> Edward, you're just tired, that's all. You practice too much. You wore yourself out. I wasn't tired, Kate. Well, you were tired last night. <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't tired. I had a headache. Yeah, right. Well, do you have a headache now? No. Now I'm tired. So Edward comes in. He is literally drenched in sweat. You can see his legs are shaking. It's like Rick really gave him a run for his money on that tennis court. Like he had him run all over the place. And he clearly is accepting the fact like, oh, I'm old. I, I can't play. T I, not only did I lose the game, I lost my youth. Ugh, you're 42. Stop it. I mean, my husband is 45 years old, okay, and he is 100% fine. Granted, yes, he makes old age jokes too, but give me a break. I'm almost 38 years old. You don't hear me saying, I, back in my day, I could, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, embrace it. You know that saying, you're only as young as you feel or as old as you feel or whatever it is. Yeah. And of course, he's like, oh, you weren't tired last night. Or, no, because she says that all this practicing you've been doing behind the scenes and everything, no wonder you were out of it last night. He's like, I wasn't tired. I had a headache. Like, Even now, she's like, oh, do you, are you tired now? Or do you have a headache now? And it's, like, he, is, he needs to take a shower. He is drenched in sweat and exhausted. Do you really think he's going to be up for some... Hoo-ha-boo-ha in the bedroom? I don't think so, Kate. Calm yourself. Because now he's like, oh, I have a headache, and I am tired. I am tired. Because <laughs> if you think about it, she's probably, I mean, she's got to be at least mid-30s. She's got to be hitting her peak. Poor guy can't keep up <laughs> with her. <laughs> so, of course, we're in the kitchen. Next day, we got everything in this kitchen is labeled with Japanese words. As she's giving... Dexter a cup of coffee. So, Kate's saying, you know, I really wish I could help Edward. He's under the impression that he's over the hill. 
And last night he asked me, do you think you could love an old man? And Dexter's like, who did he have in mind? I don't know how much I would be able to take of my spouse going, like, I'm over the hill. I can't do anything like I used to do. Like, that would get old. And I would throw, I would get irritated. Like, enough already. And of course, Edward fell asleep before she could find out. <laughs> Dexter, of course, is blaming himself. I really shouldn't have teased him about getting old. Well, somebody was going, if it wasn't you, it was going to be Kate or Rick. Edward just needs to realize, yes, he's getting older. And yes, he does have some limitations. But you can't use your getting older as an excuse not to keep going. And just swearing off all sorts of physical activity because you claim, I'm too old to do them. I'm not saying he needs to, like, go skydiving or bungee jumping or jumping off a cliff or whatever. Those, like, extreme sports stuff like that. But... So, Kate's like, Dexter, don't worry. It's not your fault. It's actually the tennis match. So, Dexter's like, really? So, it's Rick's fault? And, oh, I feel so much better. Man, he is painting a dark picture here about guys with their fleeting youth and their midlife crisis is uh, trading in their wives for, like, bimbos, turning to, to drugs and quitting their jobs and everything like this. You're painting a bleak, bleak picture. Of course, uh, Kate's caught on uh, the the line, trading their wives for bimbos. So Dexter's like, Kate, relax, all right? Edward is not the type who would do anything or go to that type of an extreme or drastic reaction. Yeah. Thank you. Dex, I really am worried about Edward. <clears throat> Why, is he stuck to something? <laughs> yes, he's stuck to the idea that he's over the hill. Last night he asked me if I could love an old man. Who did he have in mind? <laughs> I don't know, he fell asleep before I could find out. It's all my fault. I shouldn't have teased him about getting old. That was very insensitive of me, I feel very guilty. Oh, it wasn't you, it was that tennis match he lost to Rick. Tennis match? Then it's Rick's fault, not mine. <laughs> I feel better. Well, I don't. Ah, it's only a little midlife crisis, that's all. That's all? His reaction is mild. Some men his age try to recapture their youth. They trade their wives in for bimbos. Some quit their jobs, roam the streets. Some lose all their money gambling. Some turn to drink and drugs. Trade in their wives for bimbos? Relax. It's all right. Edward's not the type to do anything so extreme. <laughs> You're Oh my god, why is he dressed like Miami Vice? Miami Vice even a thing? I think it's 86. What's happening? You took the words right out of my mouth. Edward? He cleans up good. Damn. Pastels? I'm gonna need him where we're going. Candyland? <laughs> no, I'm taking my lady on a Caribbean vacation. Ooh. Dancing all night, catching the rays by day. Well, I think maybe you had enough sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what in the what? Dad? Hey, buddy. 
you and me have never done is go to a concert together. Hey, I wonder if the Who is playing someplace. Dad, the Who broke up years ago. Hey, I knew that. Uh-huh. How about the Gold Gold? Gone, gone, huh? Them too. I got it. I'll go and see if I can't order us some tickets for Elton John. They're still together. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I like this. I think we've created a monster. Yeah. Yes, the creature from Bloomingdale's. <laughs> I never thought he'd act this way of losing a stupid little tennis match. What are we going to do? Guys, I think I've got a plan. Please, Richard, this is a very complicated problem. <laughs> What's your plan? Trust me, I got us into this one, and I'll get us out. Oh, the phone book, the yellow Dad. pages. Dad. Dad. Hi. Hi. Dad, you want to play a little tennis game? Oh, gee, I'd, I'd like to, son, but I'm kind of busy. Oh, it's, uh... Just as well, I guess, huh? Is all right. Thanks. <coughs> you all right? I'm fine. Don't sound very fine. Oh, I'm just getting cold, that's all. Gosh, I feel achy all over. Especially when I move around. Oh. I'll go get my racket. Oh, oh, what? So Everett comes in dressed in, as Cake says, pa pastels. He has white colors. And it's just, he's got the sunglasses. He's got the blazer. He's got the ice. He looks like the, the Don Johnson guy from Miami Vice. It's like, okay, I think he's taking this midlife crisis thing or the, losing a, another tennis match from his son and he's just going full bore I'm gonna try to look like I'm in my 20s instead of in my 40s and he's saying how he's gonna take his wife on a Caribbean cruise like, oh that sounds cool of course when Rick comes down he does a double take looking at his dad like dad is that you I love how Edward's got that Walkman he probably borrowed it from Rick from Rick's room like, hey, son, you know, we haven't taken in a concert together. Maybe we should go see The Who. And, of course, Rick's like, Dad, The Who broke up forever ago. And, of course, Edward's like, oh, how about The Go-Go's? And Rick's like, gone, gone. What about Elton John? They're still together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, Edward pops in his Walkman and puts his uh, headphones on. You know, this is before earbuds became a thing. And he zips off into the living room, singing away, and Kate's like, gosh, you created a monster. And they're just kind of like, gosh, I didn't know that us, you know, teasing him about his age and everything would kind of backfire and turn into this uh, 40 going on 20 type of wardrobe and outlook on life. So Edward, of course, flipping through the yellow pages, because that's what you do in 1986 or 87, you don't have Google to search 
for businesses. Which of course pretends he's getting a cold. Like, oh gosh, I probably can't even hold a racket and everything. Because he tells Kate and Dexter, like, hey, I kind of sinned to this. I will get us out of this. It's my fault. Let me take care of it. So Edward's like, son, are you okay? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I just <clears throat> getting a cold. <laughs> and of course, like, oh, let me go get my racket. Yep. Oh, I get, yeah, I, I think I got it now. He's got to throw the game to make his dad look like a world-class champ instead of a chump. All right, let's get back to Kate and her Japanese language instructor. The whole house is just covered in Japanese word cards. Sorry, Tamora. I just can't concentrate. My mind is out on the tennis courts. Oh, that's where it is. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back tomorrow when you can concentrate. Good. I'll see you tomorrow, Tamora. <laughs> Sayonara. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> yep, I kind of figured through the game so his dad would win. He'll feel like... I take it you won. The thrill of victory! He doesn't even look like he broke a sweat. Kate, I was whopped. Congratulations. I scorched him like a bug. You said you would. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that other game you won was a fluke, huh, son? A fluke? Sure, I expect a weak backhand to stand up against my powerful serve. <laughs> can't believe this. Rick! Just let him have this one. so much, son. It shows over-aggressiveness. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Seriously. Next time, stop I, it. I wouldn't use all the dinky little drop shots. Oh, stop else, Yeah, there's one more thing. Next time you lose on purpose, you gotta make it look more real. Oh, he knew! <laughs> you knew. I'm no dummy. Yeah. Yep. Guess I've just been acting like one. Yeah, kind of. I made it a little rough on you guys last week or so, huh? No, not really. It was hell. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Woo. Well, throwing a match is a pretty desperate measure. Well, we just wanted the old you back. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I got it. Necessary. Uh, does this mean I can get rid of your pastels? Except peach pants. I, I kind of like those. Peach pants? Tell you what, let's play another game, and this time you don't throw the match. You're on, Dad. When do you want to play? Two weeks. <laughs> Honey, what happened? Learning all that Japanese was a complete waste of time. You're not going to believe this, but the toy convention was moved to Israel. Oh, come on! Oi, vey. So, Kate's distracted by Edward and Rick's game out on the tennis courts, and of course, her teacher is like, hey, I'll come back tomorrow, maybe you won't be nearly as distracted, and you will actually be on this language that I'm trying to teach you, trying and failing. And he leaves, and Edward comes in, celebrating, da 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 you know. <laughs> and of course he starts nitpicking at Rick for like, oh, you're uh, 
backhand's a little weak and this and that and don't be so aggressive with the net and everything. And Rick is like, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, your your last game that you won must have been a fluke. And Rick is just like, and, and Kate's like, Rick, please. And I'm like, yeah, just let him have this. Turns out he ain't dumb. He knows his son through the game on purpose. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I ain't stupid, son. I kind of figured. Well, Rick's like, we just wanted, you know, the old you back. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Dad, how about a rematch? And Edward's like, eh, how about two weeks from now? I'm like, okay, cool. Kate gets a phone call. This wraps up the whole uh, Japanese thing. Um, turns out that toy convention thing, moving to Israel. Oh my god. And she's like, all that time studying and spending learning this language. What a waste. You didn't learn anything. Oh, all those cards that are all on every single thing that's nailed down to the floor and whatnot. Every, every piece of stick of furniture and every adornment, everything in that house has a card next to it with the Japanese sign for it. She didn't learn any of it. So even if they hadn't moved it to that toy convention thing to Israel, she still would have been screwed. Honestly, she would have been better off bringing in an interpreter of sorts. I don't know. I don't, I mean, how long has this been going on? At least a few weeks? Almost a month? Oh, and Kate's like, hey, should I throw out your pastel clothes? And Edward's like, mm, keep the peach pants. I kind of like those. So this episode was written by Linwood Boomer. I gotta say, I really liked this episode a lot over Rick Moves Out. It was just, I'm gonna, honestly, I'm gonna give this, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I honestly saw nothing wrong with this episode. It was just so fun. It's not like Edward was really moping about being old, but he kind of channeled that mopey, quote-unquote, kind of midlife crisis, but not into something, you know, you know, beating his son on the, on the tennis court and everything, and even really focusing on that, so... And the side story with Kate trying to learn a language and failing is just, I, I like that too. That was great. Uh, Silver Spoonful, simple as this. <laughs> Everybody gets older. You're only as young as you feel. You're only as old. However, we all, you, you gotta accept it. There are just some things sometimes that you may not be able to do like you used to. It's a sad fact of getting older. And I don't say old. I say getting older. Of course, you're probably thinking, yeah, say that again when you hit, like, 55. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be podcasing by the time I'm 55. <laughs> I'll have run out of shows to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I imagine doing this one? It's fun now. I'm enjoying it. I've been enjoying doing this for three years, but... I don't know if I'm going to be doing this when I'm 55. Maybe I'll finally get to that memoir I've been talking about wanting to write since I was like 18. Actually, 2020 was supposed to be my deadline. Ten years ago, I made the deadline. Oh, 2020, I'll have my memoir out. I'll have it published. Nope. <laughs> nope. I decided to make podcasting my uh, my thing. It's going great. 
as far as for for Kate and uh, the the language barrier thing and learning a new language, I can imagine that's got to be so difficult. I actually never took a foreign language class in high school. I never did. It was never offered to me. See, when you're in special ed, you kind of get the bare bones of education. I mean, that whole thing about Franklin Roosevelt and me not knowing that, um, you know, he had died, like, just after he was reelected or whatever. I'm like, I, I had no idea. I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And see if I'd actually had a history class and stuff like that. I had, like, social studies in eighth grade, and I don't remember learning any of it. And if I did, I probably blocked it out. It just feels like something I would know or should know, but never did learn. Anyway, so let's talk about the episodes we're, I'm going to be covering next week. I gotta get into the old Imdiba. Let's see, syllabus bones. And yes, even since the Beach House episode, I just been, I mean, how often do you see Joel Higgins wearing short shorts? Wow. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, I know. I've been drooling over Joel Higgins. What can I say? <laughs> He's an attractive man. <laughs> even though this was 30 plus years ago. He's still got it going on. Kind of had a gray hair, but he still looks good. All right. Woo! <laughs> this next episode, season five, episode eight, is gonna be a doozy. <laughs> oh, hey, Mrs. Robinson! Oh my goodness, can you just imagine what that one's about? This one aired on November third, nineteen eighty-six. Kate feels left out when her old college friend, now an editor for a rock magazine, seems to have more in common with Rick which only gets worse when she and Edward start to worry that she's interested in more than Rick's friendship. He is 16. He is a minor. You can't just have your way with this 16-year-old boy. This I think Jackie um is going to is Kate's friend, played by Caitlin Ohini. Let's see. What is this lady Bennett? Anything that I would Oh, she played Snow White in the show called The Charming. That tends to come up a bit. She was in The Emperor's Club. I remember that movie when, when I worked at the video store. It came out in 2002. Um, let's see. Anything else? Beauty and the Beast. Did anyone else watch a show Beauty and the Beast with Linda Hamilton and, um, what the heck's that guy's name? I can't think of it. St. Elsewhere, uh... It's a lot of, like, one-bit roles. Okay, so looks like Alfonso's coming back. We got Dexter. Zane Busby. Has he directed an episode before? Let me double-check here. Oh, he directed Sister, Sister, My Two Dads, an episode I had with the class, Married with Children. Okay, this is his only episode. All right, I bet he had a fun time doing this one. <laughs> Right, let's see. Is there any trivia? Nope. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> is Rick gonna say, Jackie? Are you trying to seduce me or whatever Jackie's last name is? <laughs> Next one, season five, episode nine, Rick's learning problem, which aired on November tenth, nineteen eighty-six. Rick tutors a star football player who must pass a history test in order to play 
for the championship. Edward gets the flu and is getting on Rick and Kate's nerves. That's plot B. Oh, well, he was getting on the era uh, Kate and Rick's nerves this episode, too. So, yeah. Let's see. Any guest stars? For, uh, Lin, Linman Ward. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ferris's dad. Oh, that is so cool. Plane steering to automobiles also. This guy was... Okay, we got... Brad's coming back. Haven't seen him in a hot second. We got Bo Drayman playing Bronco. I'm guessing that's the guy maybe that Rick's going to tutor because he looks like he could be a football star. Like big and beefy. Um, we got Brandon Douglas playing Larry. We got Ryan Lambert playing Dennis. We got a girl named Jody. Okay. Alright, so we'll look forward to those episodes next week. Everyone have a great, great week. Stay safe. Take your precautions. And enjoy Silver Spoons. Gosh, I just can't believe this is the last season. I'm just, at the end of, you know, this year of 2020, I'm going to be done covering Silver Spoons. And, of course, as I've said, I've been doing monthly episodes of Different Strokes. And then... In 2021, it's going to be two episodes a month to start out. And then, because I have so many other podcasts, like Full House is, you know, four episodes a, a month. So, there's that. On the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast, Roseanne is going to take over as a once a month podcast for... Growing Pains. Growing Pains is taking a break for the year 2021. So, yeah. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy the episodes.